It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in. Third and final hour of the program here on Thursday. And a reminder, tomorrow, not only will we have joining us uh, for her weekly segment, New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad, and tomorrow she will have joining her counselor at large, Naomi Carney. Not only will we have them on in the 10 o'clock hour tomorrow, but we'll be broadcasting the entire show from Duke's Bakery in Fall River. It's the only completely gluten-free bakery on the South Coast. You can come in and you can check out some of the great food that they have there and hang out with me while we're broadcasting the show. You know, And I, I always have a microphone with me, an open microphone, so that if you want to come in and share your thoughts, you, you, know, you can always call in. That's great. But if you want to come in and get some of those delicious Duke's Bakery treats, you can also jump on over and join in the conversation that way as well. And they have tons of great options there. I cannot wait to tell you all about the great food that they're offering over there at Duke's Bakery. And as I've been saying, you wouldn't even know it was gluten-free. And you don't have to have gluten issues to have gluten-free products. So you can go over there and try any of the great things they have. I promise you, you will love everything. And you will not even know that it's gluten-free. I actually accuse them of lying. When they cooked me some gluten-free toast, I said, this, this can't be gluten-free. I've had gluten-free bread. This tastes like regular toast. And they said, no, completely gluten-free. So you will definitely find something there uh, that uh, you will love, and it will surprise you to know that it's gluten-free because it is delicious. So that'll be tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting live from Duke's Bakery in Fall River. Come on by and hang out with us, and we'll also have a special Seize the Deal for you during the show as well. So if you missed the beginning of the program, the first hour, the entire first hour was a discussion with Alia Cusolito and Bella Doyle. They are two students from Old Rochester High School, and they gave us the students' perspective on some of these issues that have been talked about by the adults. Because I feel like, you know, we're talking about these kids. We're talking about what's going on in the schools. We're not getting that voice and that perspective of the kids that are actually there and experiencing it. And you can go back in the podcast and you can hear, um, you know, each one. And basically what I did is I took the concerns that have been made by Joe Pyers, a school committee member who has been on the station multiple times talking about this. And I took those statements that he made and asked the students about those statements. And again, as I reiterated before, this is not impugning Joe Pyers character. It's taking the statements that he has made as a spokesperson for this issue. And it has been addressing those questions. And as I read at the end of the last hour, Joe texted Phil to say that he thinks that we're having a great conversation from both sides of the issues and that this is the dialogue that needs to happen. And that he is proud of the students who spoke up. So he doesn't have a problem with it. So I don't know that you need to be offended on his behalf. And this, and to be fair, this is dialogue that should be happening in the school committee meeting. I agree with him. If this is not happening, and I reached out to the chair of the school committee and asked, are people being given a fair chance at having this discussion? Are they being intentionally silenced for one reason or another? Uh, you know, is this not being discussed fairly? I reached out to the librarian. 
what was the process of, of getting these books in the library? And I didn't hear back from either of them yet. It doesn't mean that I won't. It's just I, you know, reached out to them yesterday afternoon prior to my interview, which was pre-recorded, of course, with the two students because they're in school right now. So I had them come in and we recorded it yesterday afternoon. Um, I did also reach out to Try Town Against Racism. And I got a statement from them because the books, there were books that were donated by them that they gave to the library, that the librarian put into circulation. And part of the issue is there's a group of parents that are pointing out that this is in violation of state law. That state law would require the school committee to vote on accepting those books and putting them into circulation. So if that's the case and that didn't happen, it should happen. Go back and do it. And whatever happens as a result of that vote happens. I mean, I don't, I don't begrudge that. So here is the statement that comes from Tritown Against Racism. I can tell you we donated the bulk of diverse and anti-racist books to the schools in 2020 prior to being a nonprofit when we were just a group of moms wanting diverse books in our school libraries. Uh, I can tell you, so we donated several copies of the acclaimed picture book, The Undefeated by Kwame Alexander, illustrated by Kadir Nelson, who is a Caldecott and Newberry winner, to all grade three through six classrooms in the district in honor of BHM in 2022. Uh, all of the books we donated to the schools were anti-racist or featured racial diversity. We support LGBTQ plus books, but the donations we made to the schools were focused on racial diversity. So they didn't, they're not the ones that, that brought the book genderqueer into the library. The books we donated were given to us to donate by community members. So there's some of the background about some of those books, um, but the the particular book that we discussed was genderqueer because that's the book that people are pointing to as being pornography. Um, let's get into some of the app chat messages that have been coming in. Uh, Jean in Marion says explicit sexual pictures and text are not appropriate in a school with minors, period. It's irresponsible for adults to allow this to occur and continue this topic. I'd like to see if a teacher started this because they read the genderqueer book. This would never fly. Shame on this radio for having this book discussion again. And now with minors, Let's add, also add in the attack on Mr. Pyers, enough please. This comes from Gene and Marion, who I'm pretty sure is the person that was calling me and uh, and wanted me to be sued by Joe Pyers and all of that stuff. But let me address a couple of points in this. One, shame on the radio for having this discussion again. Why? Because it's different than the way that you feel about it. It's different than the way that it was presented by Joe Pyers and his, I believe, two, possibly three appearances on this station. I know he was on twice for sure. I think he might have gone on a second time with Barry for an update. So three times he's been on the station presenting your side of it, Gene. But now because somebody came on and wanted to present the other side of it, shame on us. I'm sorry, but I will feel no shame for bringing in more sides to an argument. Uh, I would feel more shame. I would actually feel real shame if we didn't do that. Uh, and now with minors. Okay, let me address that issue, okay? Because when I reached out to Alia months ago to see if they wanted to come on and join us, they told me then, you know, school's an issue. Uh, you know, I don't know that we can work it out. And so when this came back up again and I saw that they had commented in the newspaper, I said, let's see if we can get them to come in now. And so I reached out to her, to, to, to them and, and had her, sorry, had them come on and... When we did that, we, I, I said I would need written permission from your parents before I can put you on the air if you are minors. And they responded that they are both minors, so I said I do need that written permission. Alia's parents sent me an email granting me permission to put them on the air. 
and Bella's mom came with them, drove them here, and and personally asked me questions. So did Alia's parents. They had some questions and, and assurances that they wanted to make sure that it was going to be handled fairly. And Bella's mom did the same, and I was able to speak with her, and she was here present. She wasn't in the studio. I gave her the option to come in if she wanted to. She chose not to because she was afraid she would make too much background noise. But the parents were fully on board with the fact that they were minors. Just because they were minors doesn't mean that their opinions are invalid. Um, but I did make sure that everything was covered from a discussion on that point. Uh, let's see. Uh, hold on, caller. I'm just going to try to get a couple of these more app chat messages out again. Uh, JJ in Fairhaven said both parents seem very, uh, both students seem very informed and passionate about the subject and very well spoken. However, I still believe parents should have more say of what goes on in schools. Um, let's see, Dan in New Bedford who made a couple of different comments here, so I want to open it up. Uh, just because you are a Democrat doesn't mean you have to agree with everything that the party agrees with. Sexually explicit books and teaching should not be done in the school. That is for the parents to decide. And once again, there are only two sexes on this planet, male and female. There is no in-between. Of course, we're, you're talking about biological sexes. You're not talking about genders. There are different genders. Uh, and I will also ask the question again. When, oh, this is something else completely irrelevant um, to this part of the discussion. But... I addressed that concern yesterday. Uh, the second concern you had, JJ, in a message back to you yesterday. Um, so, again, if you want to have these sexually explicit books removed from the school, then I hope you would also want to remove books such as The Great Gatsby. Uh, go into the school library, the, the elementary and middle school libraries, and ask to have Judy Bloom's Then Again, Maybe I Won't, which talks about masturbation. Have that book removed from the school uh, while you're at it, if you're going to do that, just so you can be fair, that's the you know the book for preteen males. Why don't you also remove the book that she wrote to help preteen girls? Uh, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, because that gives graphic descriptions of what happens with menstruation. And God forbid we wouldn't want a boy to read that and then decide, I wish I could do that, so I'm going to be a girl now, which is what apparently people think is actually the result of these books, that somehow reading a book is going to make somebody completely change who they are as a person rather than give them insight into what other people might be going through. Because I think some people have lost the idea of what books are supposed to be and what they're supposed to represent. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. How, How are, are you? How are you today? You know what? I gotta, no, can, uh, I, can, can I ask you a question before we start? Yeah. Can, yes. can, can I just get a, like a name for you? It doesn't yeah, have to be Mary, a real name. Mary. My name is Mary. Okay, so your name is Mary. So I just want people to know because people call in and refer to you, and so I want them to be able to, to have your name. Yes, Thank you. I understand that. I heard it. Now, uh, my question is, when I call your show, do I have to comment on what we're all talking about now, or can I say something different? In partic I think today, because we have so many people that want to have a voice on this topic, it's probably a good idea. But if you if you can do it very quickly, we can... We can uh... Yes, I wanted to talk about how they're cutting back on the COVID extra stamp. I'm sorry, I'm... I'm, I'm I missed what you said at the end, the COVID extra. Yeah, the government is cutting back on the extra uh, stamps we used to get because of COVID. Okay. Now, I wanted to know if you could at least agree with me on part of that problem is all the illegals that your president let in, they got to eat too. So they're cutting us Americans to give to them. That's hurting us. What was the reason that they gave for making the cut? They gave... Well, they're saying that COVID's over, which it is not, and I think you know that. I mean, I agree that it's, I agree that it's still something that is going on. I think the emergency measures right. is what they're saying so they need to end. They're going to cut those. They're going to cut down now, and the 
the prices at the store are not being cut down. They're still high up. And, and, and now they raise my rent, too. So now that I, I'm going to pay more rent, still the same high price for food, and the stamps are cut down. So we can barely afford the food now. Well, I, I, all these illegals coming in, do you think that's helping, Mr. Weisberg? Is it helping? I don't think that it's the main reason why it's, why it's a problem. I didn't problem. say the main reason. I didn't say that. I said, don't you think that's part of the problem? Sure, I'm sure it's part of the problem. But I also think, you know, that if you're going to, obviously, if we're having all of these issues and you're seeing the prices go up, the assistance has to reflect that as well. You can't, you can't expect people that were already struggling to now have to, you know, try and make up that difference themselves when they couldn't well, do that before. And then they get upset when they see the panhandles all around looking for. Yeah, some of them are not as poor as they. I understand. That. Yeah, I think people get more I upset mean, about the people that are faking. I I don't want to be standing on the corner doing that. But I just might do that because they're walking away with some good money all the time. Right, and 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 we I'm see not people to do it. We see people that I'm are doing it that do are it. that are not legitimate. Oh, can I make one quick also uh, comment about the diner where Phil posted, and people complained that oh he's mentioning it now because his buddy the sheriff has gone off. Well, I heard Phil mention that diner in the in during the year once in a while. Here. It ain't just now. Right, Barry. Barry wrote before. about it in September too. Yes, it was already out there. So people that are commenting right now and saying, oh, it's because his buddy's gone. No, no, no. No, it's not. But I also have an opinion about the diner. You could put a couple of homeless in there. They could actually cook in there because it's a, it's a diner. They could cook. They got a bathroom in there. There's a few people that could live in there if they're not going to do something with it. And I don't think Phil would be against that at all. And, and to, be, the homeless. to be fair, the argument that is being made is not necessarily about the sheriff's office. It's, a, it's, a, it's being upset at the lack of the ability to get the funding from the state to be able to start that program. So that, that would, you know, that's well, an issue that was there for both sheriffs. Well, but I think, and, I, and before I hang up, I have to say one more thing. I still disagree with you about all this stuff. With the library and the cross-dressers reading to the kids, all that stuff, that's got to go. Now, they posted on BSM website about the girl that is looking for a home. They do this for the people that need to be adopted. And I made a comment there about how she should cover her shoulders. There's no need for a young child to be uh, looking for adoption and wearing clothes like that. And somebody commented back to me and said, it's only a shoulder. Excuse me. There's no reason for her to show her shoulder. None at all. I thought it was ridiculous, and no child should go to school wearing provocative clothing. It's, it's, it. Thank it's, you for taking my call. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye bye. Uh, I'm gonna just uh, I'm gonna walk away from that because that was a very productive uh, and very respectful call between Mary and I. So I'm gonna walk away from that statement. Um, but I will also say that I disagree. I don't find showing shoulders provocative. If she had if she had been wearing a dress that showed her ankles, then oh absolutely. That's downright pornographic and we we should be fined by Facebook if we had shown ankle. But I'm okay with shoulder and wrist. 508-996-0500 if you want to chime in and uh, just just not on that please let's get back into the discussion that we were having with some of these app chat messages that are coming in i'll read a couple more and then i'm gonna have to take a break uh so let's get back into where were we 
So uh, answer at seven in the cushion that says, kids nowadays don't have the freedom that their own parents had when they were in school. Back then, everything was okay, but now everything that was okay is not okay for their kids. Makes no sense. People have to stop being so insensitive. Uh, Noah's comments we already read before. Now, Bella, Bella Doyle, who was one of the students who was interviewed, uh, she was also able to app chat in. And this goes back to the phone call that I received from the person that was uh, saying that I was being unfair and that, you know, we obviously had an agenda and all that. To that lady that is talking, I just want to say some students don't feel that they can go to someone because of the fear that they may be judged by others. And I think that that's a very real reason why having a book in the library that you don't need to, you know, ask your parents if it's okay for you to sign up makes a difference because when a student has, uh, when a child of that age has those issues, has those questions and they don't have anywhere to turn, they don't have somebody that they feel comfortable talking to yet, a book like Gender Queer, when they read it, helps them decide how to bring that topic up with their family or with a teacher or with a guidance counselor. That is what the book was written about. The author shared their story about that journey and wanted to present that for others going through it so that it could kind of give them at least an idea of, and, and, and a positive idea of, don't worry, it's okay, you can, and it's okay if you, if you feel this way, it's okay if you feel this way, it's okay if you don't feel either. And so that is why the book needs to exist and needs to be accessible to kids so that they can read it without having to, come out first or not have to, you know, to admit that they have these questions to somebody if they don't feel comfortable doing so. The other side of it too, is it's a great book for kids to read that aren't going through that to better understand how the kids that are, are going through it in a way where they can just read the book and not have to have any uncomfortable conversations where they're afraid. Like if I ask my parents about this, they're going to think that there's, you know, um, something going on with me as opposed to me just being, uh, concerned about something that's going on with a classmate. So this way here, they can get that information and not have to, um, you know, not have to go through an uncomfortable conversation on their behalf without having some information first on it. 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Really, really sad to hear about Big Al. Yes. Mm. But it seems like everything's going to work out okay for him. Are you still there? Okay. Uh, you can read more about that at WBSM.com and on the app. Uh, of course, he called in to Phil and explained the situation of how he is now homeless because the house he's lived in for 20 years was uh, condemned after some thieves came in and stole all the copper piping. And he is now living in a motel, and he was going to be running out of money to keep that roof over his head. Uh, Chris McCarthy, when he found out about it, reached out to Senator Montigny. Senator Montigny put the wheels in motion to try and help Big Al and even said that if he runs out of money and we don't have a solution for him in time, Senator Montigny volunteered to personally pay for that hotel room, motel room to keep the roof over Big Al's head. So, and again, you say, well, why is this guy getting this treatment when there's so many other homeless people? Sometimes you can help one person and use that one person as the example as to why everybody else needs help, which is why the article was written by Phil. And he did a great job explaining that, that it's not just about Big Al. It's that this is a problem that is happening and will be happening to more people. But because Big Al is somebody that everybody in New Bedford knows and loves and can identify with, then that hopefully will put a face on this issue that will make people take notice. 
So that's that's kind of the whole point of that. Uh, let's see. M in New Bedford was the person that commented and it says WBSM has unbelievable. Oh, so, okay. Let me start at the beginning. You seriously are trying to compare to kill a mockingbird to this garbage. You are a bigger moron than I thought previously. Every day you give the term S for brains, new meaning. You are the worst radio host ever. You should be fired for your stupidity. Thanks. I just got a bonus. Actually. So, but thanks. Thanks for uh, all those kind words. I, I, if I was the worst radio host ever, believe me, I would wear that like a badge of honor. But I think I'm just mediocre run-of-the-mill. If I was the worst radio host you've ever heard, those would be in the promos. I am proud of the fact that I was in the mo- least watched episode of Monster Quest that ever aired on the History Channel. I put that in my bio, on my resume. So if I was the worst radio host ever, believe me, I would be embracing that. But again, I'm just mediocre. I'm just average. Uh, but also, uh, you are so irrelevant. Get off the air. We all need to come together somehow, whether a protest or whatever it takes. You need to go. I love that mentality. I love the idea of everybody should come together and protest me because they don't think that they don't believe in what I have to say, but that. These other kids who are banding together, these other people who are banding together to stand up against those who want to make these changes, you know, they're just woke warriors that need to go away. But yes, please, I hope that you all come down and stand outside the studio and protest. Come down, form a line outside the studio right here, right in front of the window with your signs that say Weisberg has to go. Because then during the commercial breaks, I can pop out there and give each one of you the hug that you so desperately need. I'll ask your permission first, but I will give you the hug that you need. I will give you the love that obviously nobody in your life is giving you because you're obsessing over a radio show host that's on for three hours a day that you could turn off the radio and not listen to if you don't want to. But see, here's the problem. If you turned off the radio, you wouldn't ever hear the other side of what you believe in because you just want to live in an echo chamber. You just want people that come on that agree with you and that feel the same way as you do and that will take your phone call so you can commiserate with them. And that's not what we're going to do here. It's going to be uncomfortable. And if being uncomfortable is a problem for you, I wouldn't want to put you through this. If you don't like being challenged, I don't want to put you through this. I won't be offended if you turn off the radio after Phil and come back for, for, well, first Bill O'Reilly, but then Barry. It won't hurt me at all. But if you do need that hug... I, I, I'll be happy to give it to you. And I, I don't really like hugging people. But I'll, I'll still do it because I, I, want, I want you to have that love that you, you are obviously missing. 508-996-0500. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. Local talk rolls on all. 996-0500. Or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Blue Googs in Fairhaven, who's one of my biggest fans, writes, Tim, what a woke... Timmy, because he calls me Timmy because he, you know, wants to be disrespectful. Timmy, what a woke warrior you are. You are my hero. What pronoun can I call you? Well, Blue Googs, you, sir, can call me daddy. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning. Um, I think it's great that uh, Montigny is actually helping out Big Al, but he's going to take the next step. I mean, he's at the state level. He can now, he's always going to go to the state and say, look, with all the money we've got and surplus to help the homeless, 
This is where he's going to take that next step. It's nice he did this, but it's the politicians that are going to move this forward. You know, us normal people, we're not there because the money comes from the state. So he's the one that's going to take it further. You know, I'm not criticized. I'm just saying he's going to go that next step. Sure, and, and, and use, use Big Al. Great. Use Big Al as the face of that. You know, use use him as because he is such a community presence. Use him as somebody to rally support uh, and get the people of New Bedford behind you and show other lawmakers that it is something that the citizenry wants to see happen. Right, and that's what I'm saying. And that's my question: Is he going to take that next step, or is this a one-time gesture? I'm not being critical. I'm just being level with it. All right, this is great. We're we're proud of you. Are you going to take this further? You know, that's my question. And I'm saying this respectfully, not sarcastically or or what negatively. Mm-hmm. I like to see the politicians go further because they're the ones that can do this. We can't. There's only so much we can do while they've got the money. They've sure. got the money. Well, that's all I wanted to say. Yep. No, I agree. Thank you so much. And, and it is something that if you do have surplus money, I mean, okay, so you gave people back a, a hundred bucks. I think, I mean, granted, you had to by law, but if you said to those people, we can give you a hundred bucks so you can donate that money toward a cause that would help the homeless and gave them that choice, I'm sure a lot of people would say, you know what? I will donate that hundred dollars. And then maybe that increases the public appetite for more, pro- more programs that can help with these issues. Uh, going back to the discussion, uh, this comes from, let me make sure I give them credit, G2 in Rochester. I live in the Tri-Town with children, and I absolutely support Joe Pyers. It's disgusting to say pornographic books help 13-year-olds. Numerous books available at the junior high and high school are not age-appropriate and are developmentally inappropriate. See, at least this person is bringing other books into the discussion. Uh, will these students on the school committee be okay with books called The Diversity, Delusion, Nation of Victims, and Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Crazy, Seducing Our Daughters? I hope so, because these types of books will be donated to ORR. Um, transgender people are not trying to seduce your children. It, that is not what they want. They just want to be who they are and not have you judge them for it and not have you take out the one book in the library that they feel gives them representation. And the, as we talked about, as Alia mentioned in the discussion, when you take that book out of the library, it makes people that are in that category feel like you think that they should be taken out of the school as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Vic in Rochester. Hold on, give me a second here, because i got to open it. Let's talk about it as a book that encourages researching porn on the Internet and getting advice online. By having that book in the library, the school is essentially encouraging kids to be vulnerable to sexual predators. Um, first of all, kids are vulnerable to sexual predators without having to go to those sites. Uh, and secondly, that book is uh, a humor book that it's all kind of done tongue-in-cheek. They're not suggesting that you definitely get on Grinder and start looking for people on Grinder as a way to meet people. But again, you know, don't actually let reading the books affect what you feel about them. That would just be crazy, right? Uh, and let's see here. We have uh, a message here. Caller, hang on. I'm going to get to you in one second. Just going to give you the final app chat message. Uh, Alia's dad wrote in, I haven't listened to the whole show, but I did just hear a caller misgendering Alia. I'd appreciate it if you would correct them when that happens. Thank you for everything you're doing. And I am trying to correct anybody that does and myself if I if I do it. And I already apologized to Alia in person yesterday if I did slip up and do that. And maybe the caller didn't hear the part, the part at the beginning where Alia identified what pronouns that she uses. And if I missed it, I apologize. But uh, Alia uses they and them pronouns. And I don't, uh, don't call me up with that whole, you know, you don't get to pick your pronoun stuff because you do. And this program, you, you absolutely do. 
Uh, Ali's dad also says the caller was upset that you talked to activists, but my kid wouldn't need to be an activist if they weren't under attack. They could be a regular student like the caller suggested. And that is a great point um, by Ali's dad. All right, let's take a phone call here. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How you doing? I've been on the phone most of the morning, but uh, from what I heard, Montigny is going to pick up the tab at the hotel. Is that like... Uh for a certain amount of time, or I don't, I don't think he specified. Just in so what, what, what was happening was he was texting back and forth with Chris McCarthy about it, and Chris was sharing with me some information on it. Yeah, the the, the idea, uh, and for those folks that that uh, seem to want to be negative about him, Montigny has gone way out of his way for Big Al, and uh, he he actually knows Big Al very well. So right, there, yeah, there's uh, a personal he, connection there. That's yeah, that's why he's doing yeah, his this. his effort. Uh, not only uh, financially, uh, but also within the legal system, uh, where they're challenging the landlord. The landlord is only responsible for four days. The rest of it uh, comes out of Al's pocket until such time as the case is adjudicated. And the question comes, you know, if he leaves there and stays on somebody cu- somebody's couch, does his status change? Uh, and be aware, you know, the state has uh, uh, pushed a, a lot more funding uh, into uh, the homeless situation. There's so many various categories. Uh, and, and the question is, because Al's situation was so unique. I mean, can you imagine, you know, somebody pulling the pipes out of your, your place of residence yeah, in the city, condemning it off you go? Unfortunately, Tom, it. I don't think it's that unique because the, the, these copper thefts are a regular thing. Um, I just, you know, I think that normally when this happens, there's a brief period of time and the landlord has the money to have the whole house, uh, the whole building repiped, and it sounds like in this case that just wasn't going to be able to happen in a timely enough fashion. Yeah, so, I mean, and then what happens is a guy like Al, an iconic figure in the city, and a lot of people know him, he's a great guy, uh, people have to go to bat for him. So I tip my hat to Montigny and his effort, along with Chris McCarthy. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we got to get to a point where he uh, is eligible for the voucher. He fell through the cracks early on in life 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and it wasn't followed up, and, and now we have to make that push. And if you can get a voucher, a rental support voucher, uh, like most folks in his situation uh, can, uh, then uh, things could be solved a little more quickly, and that's what we're hoping for. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the call. And I'll, I'll say this, too, about Al. You know, when people are saying, well, why, why this guy? Why this guy? Big Al has spent his entire life doing things for other people. He spent his entire life helping others and not looking for any credit of it. And people helping Big Al now at 67 years old is, I think that's how old he is, if I remember from editing the story. He's going to still spend the rest of his life helping helping people even more. He might not be able to 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 give you something, but he will give himself to you. You know, there's so many stories about Big Al as being somebody who, you know, would would show up at a restaurant and go in the back and help wash dishes when they were really busy. And all he asked in exchange for that, and I don't even know if he asked or if they just gave it to him, but all he wanted in exchange for that was a meal. He, but it. Uh, I'm sure I'm not mischaracterizing it to say he would walk in, see how busy they are, say, let me help out and give a hand. And then they said, let us let us at least pay you for it. And he said, you know, just just give me something to eat. That's fine. I was coming in here to buy a meal. Just give me my meal. That'll cover it. Because that's the kind of guy that Big Al is. And, you know, I razz him sometimes when he calls in and, and we go back and forth. But he knows I love him. We see each other in person from time to time. You know, he knows that I think that he's, I think the world of him. And... I think most people feel that way about him because that's just the kind of person that he is. 
508-996-0500. Also hit us up on App Chat. We can uh, go back to some more of the App Chat messages. Also, we can uh, take your phone calls. So we'll be back in just a few moments. I was pressing the phone button, not the not the play button. After the big gun. People who listened to the program for the first time today because we were advertising having the interview on with Alia and Bella. Thank you to everybody who app chatted in. A lot of first timers. I appreciate you joining in the conversation. No matter how you feel about the issue and whether we agree or not, uh, I always welcome you coming in as long as you keep it respectful and you keep it, you know, to the point where we're, we're discussing the issues and not making attacks at each other. So uh, thank you all for that. I'm going to get back into some of those app chat messages in just a moment, but I will reiterate that if you missed the interview, uh, the entire interview is now up on the podcast at WBSM.com, on the app, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, Kinger in Fairhaven says, uh, if I need a hug, he gets out of work at 3 o'clock. I'm going to just take a rain check on that today, Kinger because uh, I have a whole bunch of stuff that I have to do. But if you happen to see me out and about, you know, let me know it's you, and we can certainly share a hug. Uh, also, Sharon in New Bedford writes, it's obvious you have no children, so mind your business about how our children should be raised. Well, I'm going to make a couple of points to that, Sharon. Uh, one, I do have a child. I have a son who is now 18. You know, now he's an adult. But he was raised to be very respectful of other people. He was raised to be understanding of other people's situations. He was raised to know that uh, what other people do with their lives doesn't impact him the same way that he shouldn't expect the way that he wants to live his life to impact other people as well. Uh, he has friends who are trans uh, and has no issue with people who are. He is very supportive of that. And uh, and also, Sharon, I think it's kind of funny that you're telling me I shouldn't be able to speak about how your children should be educated when it says that you are Sharon in New Bedford and we're talking about kids in the old Rochester school system. So maybe practice what you preach there a little bit. Gene and Marion says the one who uh, you know yelled at me on the phone said shutting off your show and going to another station. Okay, thanks. I'm pretty sure today was the first time you listened anyway because you saw me post about it in one of the Tri Town groups. Um, but I guarantee you, you'll come back. Come back for the food talk. You'll love the food talk. Whether you disagree with me on this issue. I think we all pretty much agree on the food talk. Unless you're going to call in and talk about liver and onions, then then go to hell. Go listen to another station. I don't want you here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, also, uh, Answered7 says, Tim, it's warm outside. I'm offended by the weatherman saying the high will be 65. They should not say 65 on the air. Are we going to stop having weathermen on TV now so they might offend people? I think that's a little extreme, but I get the point that you are going uh, as extreme as well. So I think I got through those. Oh, hold on. Missed uh, B flat and Fall River. I love all the Moscato mommies in an uproar while the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy is sitting on their bookshelves at home. Callers who speak long enough expose their biases against LGBTQ. Uh, I do think that a lot of these uh, comments that are being made are a bias against LGBTQ. And I'm sorry if you feel that I have that you have a bias, but that's just that's just the way that I'm hearing it. It's the way it hits my ear when you say it. But I will kind of just take a little bit of issue with that point, um, that those are adult books owned by adult women in, in, in the scenario presented by the app chatter. So I wouldn't make that a, a, an equivalency. But I also do kind of get your point that they think, now if they said to their you know high school daughter, oh, yeah, you can read the 50, grades of sh- 50 Shades of Grey trilogy, you know, that, that, then that's actually completely ridiculous. But... I, I think that they would tell you that they own those books, but 
they're not for children. Although maybe they'll also say that by having it on the bookshelf, the child can access it the same way that they can access these other books at the school library. I don't know. I got to take one final break before the hour. End of the hour. Barry Richard will have you coming up at the next hour. I don't know how much he'll be picking up on this, but I'm sure he will want to have a conversation with you about it. Uh, I know where he stands on this issue because I heard his interviews with Joe Pyers, and so I'm sure a lot of you will agree with Barry on it, and I'm sure he would love to have your phone calls. Uh, But before we go into the final break, I want to tell you, it's a nice day out there today, right? It's nice and warm. As uh, as Answered 7 said, it's an offensive 65 degrees. And so I think that uh, you're you're probably not thinking so much right now about the cold that's coming up right behind this record warmth. Well, Precision Window and Kitchen is thinking about it because they want to replace any of your leaky windows, any of your drafty doors. They can also do full kitchen and bath remodels, and they can replace every window in your house, but they'll also come out and do the little jobs as well. So whether it's fixing one broken pane or replacing a ripped screen, they'll come to your house, they'll take the part that needs to be repaired, bring it back to their shop, and then they'll bring it back to your house and they'll install it correctly. No more of this stuff where you have to bring it to them and then they fix it and then you pick it up and then you have to install it and then you break it again, which is what happens to me every time. No, they do the job for you and they do the job right. No job is too big. No job is too small. Check out Precision Window and Kitchen. Their showroom is at 1111 Cushion Avenue in New Bedford. You can call them at 508-990-3576 or visit them online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. You only have a minute. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to make a larger point about what's going on in the old Rochester school system. Um, it, to me, it's, it's, it's more, there's a cultural war raging. Um, it started uh, after the, the George Floyd murder with uh, anti-police books. Um, and then it got into kind of draconian COVID restrictions. Uh, and now um, these transgender books uh, that they want to put uh, in the in the school system. And, and I think to one of the earlier callers' points, you know, there's been really no effort um, to have any kind of, like, um, common sense, um, you know, meet us halfway kind of uh, approach to this. It, it's been... You know, we have to have this, and uh, it, it, you know, it's not just it's no, I, not I, just the organizations I, outside; it's the school. I get uh, you. I just gotta, I just gotta hold you there because I'm gonna get hit by the computer here. But thank you for the call, and uh, that will do it for today. I'm sure Barry will talk more about this with you coming up after Bill O'Reilly. Until tomorrow, enjoy every sandwich. WBSM and W two five.